Hi, I'm Leslie, and I play Whisker, the Yusoki Cyborg Nanosite. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play Power the Stranger, a precog. I'm Richard, and I play NR5E, a sentient robotic operative. I'm Kay, and I play Soul the Solarian. I'm Mark, I play Koto Yoshitada, the Witch Warper and Soldier. I'm Cooper, I play Pons, the Mystic Contemplative. And I'm Adam, your Galactic Manager. What? For those of you who don't speak Draconic, <laughs> welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. I've heard you have snacks. Give me the snacks. Also, those were my snacks to begin with. Side note, and it's not a big deal or anything, I just noticed you had some of my things. I saw them in your room. Don't worry, I've already retrieved them. I miss cargo. I do too. Uh, cargo. We're going to call down Swarkus, and the first thing I'm going to do is go pet cargo. Wait, why are we dealing with all of this when we could be snuggling a dragon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anyone left the ship. Cargo's probably like three sizes, size categories oh. bigger now. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Cargo grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Do you think if we give Cargo, if we wrap a, a saddle and bridle very fancily, Cargo will claim them and let us ride him? <gasps> That's just no, crazy that's enough to <laughs> You know, the, the more likely outcome of that scenario that I foresee is that we become the traveling horde for this dragon, following Look, I am it through into space, this. escorting its treasure. If a, if a dragon decides that we are its horde, we are very well protected. Oh man, you guys figured out what I was going to do for the next book. <laughs> I I don't feel yes. comfortable. I don't feel comfortable being hoarded out around oh, town. Man. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, that was painful. <laughs> that I was that painful. Anyway. Oh, it's begun <laughs> already. I'll be here all week. Please don't be. <laughs> <laughs> the audience cannot see, but our galactic manager has come in and added fire and destruction to the battle map. That's right. And it's yeah, the map has really jumped up since like we destroyed everything last time. Yes. I also excellent. love Whiskers token art so much. <laughs> 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 the one on the board is so bitch perfect. Yeah, shout outs to yeah. Cita Duncan who did the artwork for that one. So cool. They have a wild energy as they just like blast around the map like <laughs> Thank you Cita, my heart needed that. <laughs> Absolutely. So good. Well, seeing as we're talking about the map and all that's happening, why don't we go ahead and get back into it? It's fine. We're fine. Uh, can I take a 10 minute rest first? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're we going to discuss that, right? that. No. <laughs> it's going to take some strategery. You cannot take a 10 minute rest while we are out of the time because we haven't gotten into real play yet. Denied. <laughs> Adam must read from the tomes. What if we I must read from the tomes? What, what if we use a resolve point to overcharge it? Or a popsicle? Oh, oh. Wow! <laughs> oh no! To cut through time and space. My <laughs> weakness. <laughs> I want my tomes. Yes, give us the tomes. Control room decimated. Motor pool thrashed. Windows shattered. Barriers off. Bodies plentiful. Freedom comes at a price. Let's hope it's worth it in the end. In the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 24. 
I need the rights oh to the God. theme 24. So we're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just two beeps. It's just beeping. <laughs> yep. If I put right that beep. in here, I'm going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> A secondary detonation <laughs> erupts from where the mech bot crashed into the yeeted military vehicle as the flames reach a gas tank. <laughs> The sandy winds are blowing in from outside the skyscraper where Jesper's vehicle drifts. The recently awoken middle manager, Karain Volk, looks up with bleary eyes at NR5E in Seoul, wearing a very fake smile. And what can we do for you today? So, Seoul is going to, like, make sure the little kerchief, they've got a little white, like, kerchief on their head, and, like, straighten that up and be like, Oh my god, so this is like such a big misunderstanding. We're so sorry. We were just trying to like get in here with this stuff and deliver it and see my friend's dad. So like, um, we were just wondering if maybe you could like tell us like what happened. And to be clear, this is not Soul like doing deception. This is Soul going, okay, this is what you're resorting to. I will play along. I don't know <laughs> if this is survival instinct, a coping mechanism, or like Whatever you're doing, I sure, let's go with it. You know, my memory is slightly fuzzy after that one shot me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a not uncommon complaint. <laughs> we can, like, have him, like, step back if that makes you a little bit. Could you Could you just give us a little and kind of waves <laughs> the fingers? Gladly. 5e holsters his pulse caster, turns around on a dime, and walks back to retrieve his dropped semi-automatic. Um, he triggers a communication on a direct frequency to Jasper. How are your other teams holding up? We may need time to regroup here, but if we can't take it, we may have to press forward. Well, listen, ain't nobody happy about being gunned down in the street, but, you know, they ain't pulling punches here, so we're out in force. We got everything we have out there, so this they know what they signed up for. If you need a moment, take it, but... Just make sure you're not dragging your heels and you make it worth it. Acknowledged. Thank you for your assistance. We are moving as fast as we can. And if we can do anything over on this side, call me directly. Right, will do. But for now, unless you need my help here, I'm going to go see if I can't support one of the other teams. Go. They need you more than we do. All right. You see him out over the opening. They give a little salute and they say, Keep the pressure on and don't let them breathe. And then they drop down and out of view. Okay, so that happened. Who's taking up the next? Like, yeah, Whisker wants to go. Whisker's going over to the the car and checking it out mm-hmm. to see, like, if I can find out what access level it has. If I can, maybe we have the possibility, maybe to drive it to a higher level. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Give me. Go ahead. Give me computers. Computers. Natural 20 for a 35. Oh, Wonderful. Come on with Ooh. this. <laughs> All right. All right. So information you're getting off these computers is that most of the time these vehicles are used for, you know, suppression on lower levels. Uh, they can be granted access to go up and they are physically capable of traversing upwards into the atmosphere. But as of right now, this vehicle does not say it has permission to go into the upper levels. Okay. 
uh, the car doesn't inherently have any access up above, but I don't know if this manager has any access to Grant. The manager we're referring to is the Yasoki? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So then hearing that, Pons is going to head over to the manager and just grab them by the jacket and just <laughs> tell us everything. Uh, uh, judge, judge, <laughs> judge, judge, that's not, no, 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 that's, that's, no, no, no. Nice, nice. Put her down, please. <laughs> nice, judge. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> And he just kind of steps back a couple steps. I'll just look at it. He doesn't know his own strength sometimes. Sorry about that. It was kind of dusting off the suit. And it was like the weakest j- jostle you could possibly have by Ponza's tiny little arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this basically. middle manager is definitely playing it up a little bit. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a lawsuit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> HR will hear from this. Like I said, this is just a big misunderstanding and we're a little rattled because we were just like delivering stuff and then you like shot at us. Like what happened? Just gonna roll some things. Just imagine an actual judge just being like, I've been around poor people enough today. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, son. Okay. Uh, They kind of look around and take stock of the situation. They see the very dead people laying nearby. (laughs) And you can kind of see gears turning. Well, maybe it was just a big misunderstanding. See, I had been told that some of you might have matched the description of some um, individuals that were being searched for, but I can see that that is, and they kind of look over at the blood sprays again. Certainly a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Do I hand it to her self-preservation instincts here? Right? She catches on quick. Yes. <laughs> and like, Soul is in, you know, this white <laughs> skirt and, and suit jacket anymore. that is burnt <laughs> and bloodied and frittled with holes. And it's like, I know, like, that sometimes happens. Like, I know we're kind of a weird group. So, like, did, did it, could you, like, is there anyone else you could, like, radio out to and say, like, oh, the, the thing here is, like, done? Like, we're fine? Ah, uh, well, I'm sure that we could reach some sort of compromise to find that goal achieved. However, seeing as the nature of our relationship has not yet been established, perhaps we can lay down some ground rules. Oh, that is absolutely fine. Like, boundaries are very important. And as Sol says this, like, their moat kind of starts to, like, pulse with light (laughs) and dark. And then it seems to almost spread down their body. And I'm going to need her to make a DC 17 will save, please. Oh, boy. Okay. So that is a 16 on the die plus bonuses. I'm sorry to tell you (sighs) that they have passed your DC. (laughs) Popsicle. Yeah. Do I have one? Do we have a popsicle? We have have like a community popsicle, right? Community popsicle. We do. I think this is a good time to use it. Do we want to use this on just her? I mean, she we can, can try threatening potentially her. give us access. Um, hold we could, on, we could just be me there. Hold on, before uh, Koto, <laughs> Koto will approach and will begin like waving her arms and just being like, "I'm terribly sorry for all this confusion." <laughs> like a wacky waving inflatable tube man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but like oh, she's over goodness. here, just kind of like you know, like making big gestures with her arms, like uh, and just saying, "You know, I'm sorry for for this. We hate to bother you. It would really help us out if you could if you could just find it in your." find it in your heart to uh, to give us any kind of assistance, and she's going to try and cast Charm Person. That's exactly <laughs> what my thing was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just completely okay. attack her with yeah. charm spells. Uh, go ahead, tell me what the DC on that is. And also, I have a question about these. And the question is, do they know that you cast this spell when you cast it? They do. I think they do. I think they do. Spells in Starfinder are like, not stealthy. Doing like the whole big arm gesture thing, trying to stealthily cast it. <laughs> if you would like me to try and do like a sleight of hand or stealth to, to it, I can. You just like your dog paddle. I'd be happy to. Yeah, dog paddle. <laughs> the breaststroke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Secret swimming, a dance number. Mark, I don't know how yours behaves, but with mine, if we do popsicle this, I have like several minutes where so long as I am out of sight when the spell ends, she won't know she's been charmed. I mean, yeah, mine's just like the regular spell, so it just, just like the, I guess she knows that it's going to. Nice flex, okay? Yeah. I'm just, this is why I'm like, it might be time to popsicle because she could give us calls or access. And then so long as we leave, she won't know. Doesn't matter. The charm person lasts for seven hours. Her, yeah, that one's longer. Mine is less, but so long as I am out of sight and we don't leave her actively doing something that she wouldn't normally be doing. She won't know that she's been charmed at all. Up to you guys. Yeah, yeah. But if you yeah, we want to do it's that a way, communal popsicle. So whatever y'all. I consent to it. Mark's Mark's spell DC is probably higher. It's seventeen. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a Koto's problem using more. a popsicle in general, but also. Your your DC was seventeen though, right? Yeah. It's it's, it's the same. Mine's <laughs> the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought yours would be higher because you've got more charisma. But yeah, I mean, like I, I say, go for it, the popsicle. Yeah, let's try a popsicle then. I rescind my hand wave. I rescind my my backstroke. <laughs> you backstroke away from the yeah, stroke away. <laughs> you, you back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get Zoidberg out of there. Yeah, we're good. And if this fails, then we might need yours. Just gonna go ahead and reveal that to everyone. Oh God. Oh, oh no. no. Wow. That's what? a nat twenty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She would. She would definitely. I rescind my rescind. I come in and try for a second. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Listen, she works with contemplatives all the time. She's used to this. She should be like a higher up. Right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> right. It's very on point thematically. But then she's yeah. very aware yeah. of what contemplatives can do to her too. Yeah. So like she would see like she would probably know. Like she's watching this pulsing and would know that Soul's trying something, and you see like Soul's face like start to get a little bit like, oh, that was a mistake for you. And then Koto starts coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Koto's wings flap them back in. Yeah, so for yeah, the I, second I, I, I rescind my, resent, my, my, my first rescinding. She, she hokey cokey's <laughs> back and forth. I, then I turn myself around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Okay, go ahead and give it a go. Uh, it's, it's a will save, so go ahead and uh, roll a will save. Okay, you got it. One more. Third will save in a row. Here Third we go. Third will save. I will cast it. And that is a way. 15. Woohoo! Right. Brute force. Right. I win. Okay, please go ahead and uh, read the spell out just so I know exactly the rules in which I have <laughs> to abide. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to. This, ch uh, this charm makes a humanoid creature regard you as its trusted friend and ally. Uh, they treat the attitude as friendly. If the creature is currently being threatened or attacked by you, then they do get a bonus. But I don't think anyone's, aside from... Pons was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an attack. I don't know. They might have been threatened by this. Uh, it is not able to us uh, to We're control this creature, um, and it is unlikely to harm you, but it's also uh, it's likely to attack in case any of its true friends or allies are attacked. Oh, so you don't have a command. Mine has a command on it. 
Yeah, you can try to give the target suggestions, but you must succeed at an opposed charisma check to convince it to do anything it wouldn't ordinarily do. So if we were like, hey, go jump off that cliff, it would have to be a really high diplomacy check. But if we were probably like, hey, type on the computer, probably wouldn't need mm. one. No. Depends on if it ordinarily do that. I think yeah. I think after even under the charm, we still have to make a charisma check to get her to yeah, do Yeah, because what like we want. mine has a like I can issue commands. That's when you're fully attuned. Oh, is that when only you're when attuned. fully attuned? Okay. Or when you're attuned or fully attuned, which means in combat. Well, but either way, Saul should have pretty good charisma-based skills, I would think, and be able to be the talker now that... Well, between I mean, Saul and Koto. Does too. Yeah, Koto's even better. Also charisma-based. Indeed. Well, we're all friends here now. Yes. Yeah. So, Saul, you try casting this spell, and it's blaring in their eyes, and they wink away, and you see their expression get a little more irritated for a moment, and then Koto flaps up again. <laughs> and cast yet another spell. And then you see the face go from irritation and like the smile relaxes into like maybe a slightly more genuine smile. And it seems like they've let down their guard a little bit for some unknown reason. Yeah, so like I was saying, like, and like Soul reaches back and like thumbs up Kodo. So like, like I was saying, like boundaries are very important and we wouldn't like I know we've made things uncomfortable, but I mean, we also had things made uncomfortable. So like, what can we do to make you feel a little bit, you know, more comfortable so that we can, you know, all get out of here and go on with our go on our way? Because like we've got a delivery to make still as the oh, container right. explodes behind soul. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, like, of course. <laughs> You understand the situation I'm in because like this is quite the circumstance that we haven't had happen in maybe weeks and (laughs) basically at this point what I'm trying to do is you know things are dangerous around here and I just would like to get out of here alive you know by my own means you know not like off a cliff but like maybe down an elevator as as, uh, as they're saying that Kota will come and put uh, her hand on theirs and say, if you're worried about your safety, I have your back. I will take care of you. And then she'll give her a wink, and I would like to roll a diplomacy check on that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's do it. And if Sol can't assist, they'd be like, I don't know if you like heard over all the sounds of like what happened, but we kept asking people to stop. We don't want to go ahead and reveal this to everybody. That's a natural 20. Yeah! Beautiful! Three natural 20s in like the first five minutes of this game. Yes! Uh, Mark, your your charm lasts for a while too, right? Seven hours. Seven hours. We should just make her drive us up to the top floor and then let her take the car. Okay. Interesting. I'm okay with that plan. Let's see how let's see how how it pans out. Yes. You know the next like three maps you had planned there, Adam? <laughs> yeah, our goal is to yeah, avoid those. Yeah, well, let's just wipe those away. We don't need them. <laughs> okay, so while this conversation is happening, I'm going to cut away for just a second. Oh, dear. Para, you had walked towards the control room, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm um, seeing that the okay. guys had things much in hand. Para's doing a little exploring. You're heading over to the control room during this conversation. And we're gonna cut over, and you see my Ronnie pulling off their ill-fitting helmet and just like pop it off. <laughs> Poor thing. And then as they do that, they track over, and you see them follow Para for a second. 
And while everyone else is kind of engaged with this middle manager and the vehicle, they slip away back towards where Para is heading. And uh, over in that control room, I'm gonna go ahead and put this on the map so that you can see it and everyone else could when they get there. I've put a container which has basically loots from Ooh. this battle. Yay! Loots! Yeah. Love me some looty with the booty. Oh my god, what I love accessories. Got? Yeah, They're that's so good. <laughs> I'm just here to clap cheeks and get loot. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh. So as, this co- as the conversation is ongoing and people are looking at loot, every once in a while through a doorway or a window, you see 5e who has gone into a pile of equipment pulled out like two emergency fire extinguishers and is just setting down like suppressive rings around this tank right outside the wall of this room (laughs) and getting like little, like when little explosions keep going off that are punctuating this conversation, he's just walking over and spraying them two fisting these things. (laughs) And eventually works his way back down into the chamber. As you're doing that, that's when Myrani moves away from the room and towards this control room. So I thought like my audience was moving towards the loot on the map, so I thought my audience was like, it's mine! Back away, everyone! Back off! <laughs> oh, he's that guy in the party. Yeah, right? <laughs> I call it! I call it! <laughs> now, so, uh, you guys are welcome to look through that, but as you go into the control room, what are you looking for, Para? Para looks around, um, sees 5e uh, spraying, um, and um, looks back. Nobody else out there. And they, they kind of goop through the window that's been smashed over the control room. And they um, stand to... Usually they're stooped, so they're, they're about the same height as the others. But upon seeing these uh, these guards that, uh, that were taken out in this room, Para looks around for a moment and stands to their full height, which is now massive. And they begin to slowly come off the, the mech, the SRO... Uh, chassis that they are currently inhabiting as their uh, form oozes out to absorb and consume these two dead guards. Consume. Adam, can I see this through all of the windows? Consume. <laughs> mm. I was part of me sure to admit that they weren't able to see. I think I guess apart from five he's wandering around. Yeah, but. why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth check, Aura. Okay, that's a 26 for stealth. Okay, and go ahead, give me perception, Whisker. Nope, 17. Yeah, you are looking and adjusting the rear view mirror, and then just as you look down at the computer, there's this blob that's going <laughs> past it, and then you look back up and don't see anything. Why didn't you just nat 20 that, Leslie? I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I didn't feel yeah, like I didn't it. want to that's waste some. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this ooze that's, um, that's, that's uh, power of the power to come, it's, it's, it's black, oily mesh of them. It's full of these um, insectoid green eyes, and it's just slopping these bodies um, as it consumes. It's uh, hardly avoiding all of the, uh, the loot, though. I assume the loot is like on its own. It's not on the bodies. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah, loots. some of it will be from the bodies, but you guys can look through it in a moment. Oh, then whatever's on the bodies is also consuming the power. They can produce it if they need to. Okay, sounds good. What is that one like Doomsday, like Armageddon for like a uh, theory about like the gray goo, like just like uh, of consuming all matter? 
in like in the world until everything is destroyed. I feel like that's like that's the vibe I'm getting from Para right now. <laughs> Katamari <growing>. Damashi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's definitely yeah. the more pleasant yeah. one. I roll over them in a big yes. ball and just like suck a wall up. It's great. Same thing. Exactly. <laughs> king of the cosmos. <laughs> I, I really need this game mod now. Is Parallaxis the king oh of the cosmos? <laughs> Just no, gets oh drunk man. and destroys all what the stars. What have you done? You know, I mean, it kind of works. <laughs> what has science done? <laughs> all right, so you're oozing over these bodies and consuming them, and they dissipate into your form, and you start pulling back in and going back around the SRO, and... As your oblong head reforms and the eyes come out, you look over and you see my Ronnie standing right there next to the window. And my Ronnie rolled this a good enough perception. Blank wall. face. Yeah, my Ronnie had already established they were walking over that direction. <laughs> <laughs> a little bitter over there, Leslie. I just like <laughs> I'm on the third floor. Oh, I can still see it. The, what's happening on the first floor, right? <laughs> And they slide over the window and land nearby, and they have this passive face. You know, before you said we should speak, and I think that you're right. And they're kind of looking down at where the bodies used to be. There are some things I need to know. And their head tilts to the side as they look at you with their three Scalara black eyes. You've been with this group longer than me, and it seems they accept you for who and what you are. They seem to rationalize it as the universe is full of mysteries, and who am I to judge? And they look away again. They weren't raised by a monster whose whole being is built on deception and misdirection. In truth, I don't know you. I don't truly know anyone here. Even 5e is different from what they used to be. But when I look at all of them, I can follow their wants, their needs. You, on the other hand, everybody wants something. If you really are a part of this unfathomable God, tell me, what do they want? And again, they look at the ground, what is it you want? Uh, power turns, and unlike with the others, they don't make any effort to hide the fact that they're about 10 foot tall, or they don't move their, their eyes down to meet my Ronnie's gaze either. They just stand there looking down at my Ronnie with this huge body that isn't quite the power that the crew knows, and isn't really the SRO they inhabit either. And as they observe my Ronnie, as one might observe a neighbor's cat, they shrink slowly down um, to something that's a bit less threatening. And they say, I want to live. And I think that the crew are my best way to discover what it is to live. I think that despite, as you put it, my unfathomable beginnings, I wish to be understood and to understand. I believe that you and I have at least that much in common. You may be right, but is that what this Parallaxis wants? Do they have control over you? Parallax takes a, a moment to look at Myrani and 
Look outside and they can see 5e busying themselves with the fires. <laughs> I do not believe I am quite as controlled as you or my sire might want to believe. For now, Para is a stranger to all. Mm. Would you like this hat? And they produce the hat of one of the guards that they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, free hat, sick. You seem fond of hats. I thought you might enjoy it. Uh, please describe what kind of hat it is. Oh, wow. I, uh, it's a crap cool guard hat. It's a cool guard hat with a peak. The kind of hat that you can actually slope over one eye in a kind of rakish fashion. I was really hoping for a crocodile Dundee hat. <laughs> I don't know if a security guard would wear a crocodile a hat? Dundee hat. This is a hat. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <laughs> not up to code. Uh, you know, we came in here on casual Tuesdays, so it's actually fine. <laughs> <Don't bother them. laughs> really handy. That's why they recognize us. So oh, we were the weird ones. Oh, yeah. Thursday is cowboy day, so if you have a cowboy hat, you know, <laughs> feel free to just wear it in. He was dressing down the other guy for not having a cowboy hat, and he got murked. Please, <laughs> cowboy day! Oh gosh! Goodness. All right. So they look down at the hat. They look up at you, and then they basically continue speaking, but they're slowly reaching out and taking the hat. <laughs> well, whatever you are, and whatever you were made to do, I just hope for the sake of Five E Soul and the rest, your intentions are as you say. I like you. You're different. I want to trust you, but just know that if you or your god plays false, I'll handle business myself. Oh, snap. Good luck with that, Marani. <laughs> Power nods, um, letting Marani take the... Actually, there is a, a brief moment of Marani taking the hat where it sticks to Power's hand, and there they go. <laughs> and they nod and go, understood. I, I think We should actual... get these to the others. Actual visual there is he'll go and complain to NR5e. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Doing bad Five stuff. E, can you go take care of this, please? Dad. <laughs> Look, we, we watched him take after 5e in that fight, and now we see him take exactly. after Soul. Yeah, but no, but my one is threatening people like... they have no business threatening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like my one is, um, I like the cut of my one is gib. I love it. I too. Right? Right? Good, yeah. right? Proud of the kid. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So about this time is probably when 5e is returning to the control room and announcing, I've secured the area against the, any further combustions. We need to decide how much time we're willing to spend here. Every minute that passes, Jasper's forces suffer more casualties. I think Whisker comes back about this time too. The car's in working order, but it doesn't have any access on its own. Did you get anything out of this one? Okay, so I want you all to meet our new friend. I'm sorry, what's your name? I'm Debbie. What's your name? I'm so rude, I didn't ask. Oh, Debbie. Uh, oh, Deb. My name's Corrine Volk, middle manager, here to help. Corrine, this is my good friend, Corrine. She's met Koto, and they're like besties now, right, Koto? She kind of gives her another wink. Oh my gosh, yes. Koto, your hair is so magnificent. Isn't it? She kind of runs her fingers through it and is like, oh, well, thanks. It's haven't really done anything with it recently. I mean, okay. it just oozes style. You have this great roguish look to you. Fresh. So I think at this point, I think it's like calming down, like power and my um, money come back in and power, just like, as they regrow their coat, they dump a bunch of stuff they took off these guys and go, the two dead bodies have been dealt with and I found all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> this one is still alive. And she's going to stay that way. Yes, yeah, she's under my protection, everyone. 
Huh. Do you have access to the uh, upper levels? You know, I don't have direct access myself. However, if I were to say call up to the command room, you know, I could probably get some friends some permission to go up and visit the upper levels, which I'm sure is what we're here for. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. I'll bet you if you did that, Kota would even take a selfie with you. In her mind, Kota's screaming like, ah, oh my god, You see their eyes slowly shift. (laughs) In her mind, you all hear telepathically, oh my god, no, please. A fate worse than death. Power doesn't know anyone's under a spell, so the eyes just narrow, like, what's going on? (laughs) I, I assume we would have to hack one of the, well, either the computers of the ship itself or have some sort of access card to put into it in order to actually allow it to go to a higher level. Because she might only be able to actually get us, you know, through the doors to continue going through the upper levels. Well, I think what she's saying is she can al- she can call up to get us permission to park up there. Okay. Or she might just be letting like. us go up the elevator. Yeah, I guess we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, just we should offer her the car. Here's a stolen car. <laughs> Singer cover is not completely blown. Sol is going to go up to Para and be like, um, do you, this, this, oh, <clears throat> sorry, this suit is like destroyed. Do you think you could like help? Of course. Para's going to reach out um, and mechanically cast Mending. Nice. But as usual, just there's a moment where they like, glob over mm-hmm. <laughs> everything from Sol from the neck down. Sol's just standing there waiting. And then comes away. <laughs> T-pose. Ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) This may tingle a little. Hans looks down at the healing serum and just asks, can I drink that? I think it would be a good idea, yes. Please. Oh, Hans, you don't look good. Yeah. This ampule might be of use for Saul and the upcoming encounters. Agreed. Yeah, so what do we get? Um, There is a serpent laser rifle, Corona grade. Um, that is, I think, a 2d6 shot. Just imagine as Richard's reading this out, they're just popping out of power, like, onto a desk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that does uh, 2d6 damage, um, and there is a high-capacity battery to back it up. There's a, a haste spell ampule, which I was thinking would be good for Sol. Uh, Sol, can you use spell ampules? Are those ones that only casters can Yeah, you can. No, no, no! You just you inject them like you would a, like a like a like a stim pack or something, and then only you are affected by. It. Oh, I'm thinking of spell gems. Yeah, yeah. It's almost literally a spell in a can that anybody can use. Right. Nice. There's a, a serum of healing, which I think Pons is going to drink. Looks yes. like there's two of them. Yeah, there's two. Oh, so I, okay. Yeah, and they're marked two, well. so they're three d eight. And we got a <laughs> shotgun. Yeah, scatter gun. Yeah. Uh, and there's twenty four shells for it as well. <laughs> Can I take that shotgun, the scatter gun? I think you might be the only one who can use it. And then the laser rifle, I don't know. I don't know who else can do that either. I, I can technically use it, but te- I, I don't need them. So the um the the laser rifle, it looks cool, but like it, you can only I think you only get two shots from it. Yeah, um, if I remember correctly, those are um, part of a certain class of weapons that were almost written into the game as a joke. Yeah, it's like it the the um, charge the battery is forty charges, but each charge takes twenty of those charges. Yeah. So you get two shots, and then you got to reload. Which is interesting, because the utilization column tags it as two per shot. Yeah, I changed that earlier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to make it a practical weapon. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. I think Kota will... It may will have been a that. joke before, 
but this it's one's no more, but now it's even more of a no. Just kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now it does forty per shot. Five <laughs> uh, um, E will reach into the box and pull out the sonic repressor, and walk over to the doorway of the room, um, pick up a small piece of debris off the floor, and toss it up in the air like a softball, and then just whack it one-handed with the repressor activated, and watch it just go flying off past where the the shield was into the distance and say, I believe I could make use of this if nobody else needs a melee weapon. Please. All yours. He snaps it onto his chassis and pulls out his stun baton, turns the other end and hands it to my Ronnie and says, you should probably start getting some practice with this. Always good to have a backup weapon for melee in case you're caught in close quarters. Badass. Fair enough. So the big question is, are we going to be taking a 10 minute rest or not? Yeah, hold on. Well, we need to talk to the manager. Yeah, we. Is anyone going to use the serpent laser or is that something we can give to my Ronnie? So, like, yeah, that's going to be a, a Koto thing, I think. My Ronnie can't use that for okay. trick attacks. Yep. We are, we are not yeah. able to use long arms without specific talents. It's, it's a me or Koto thing, and I generally just make mine with the gear array. And I the, the laser rifle that I already have does the exact same amount of damage, so I don't really need it. I'll hold on to it then. I did... Oh, I thought I took the haste. Yeah. Uh, it copied the haste, haste, so I have the haste. Okay, cool. I have one Mark II Helium... Helium of Searing. <laughs> <laughs> helium of Searing? Helium. Oh, what? Uh-huh. Um, I already have one, so if someone else wants to take it just in case... Melee class, I spend my credits on healing serums. <laughs> okay, I'll grab one then. I'm going to heal. Could be useful. Yeah. Okay. Loot divvied. Para, the only one with stamina points from that last fight. <laughs> hey, I have six. Yeah. <laughs> I don't forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> so, middle manager, Crane Volk, looks over at the group that are talking to them. You know, I could call up to the command center to get permission for a vehicle to travel up there. However, because this does happen to be a emergency state, if you had a plausible reason, it might make it more convincing. So, in practical terms, if you guys want to give me a plausible reason, it'll add a bonus to their role when trying to convince the people in the command tower. We have a VIP contemplative that we need to escort to safety. Exactly what I was going to say. Like, there's a war zone going on down here. We need to get this, uh, this judge to safety, ASAP. Because we're all dressed in the uniforms, right? Not everyone. So yeah, if you guys wanted to, you could certainly grab any bloody rags off other soldiers and put them on and maybe mend them. Yeah, mending takes like, it's like a 10 minute spell though. It takes forever. Is it? Really? It's true. And this? Yeah, it sucks. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. It's good Silly. for like, it's good for like, you know, when we're like have downtime, but like something like this. I have a, what's it called? Um token spell so we can like yeah uh, it can clean so i assume we can just dirty yeah. it up a little bit with it it can it can press to digitate cool yeah okay yeah you guys could totally gear everybody up if you wanted to make it look fairly convincing i'm still very happy in my robes <laughs> of yeah, course you probably need to have them press to digitate it because you bled on them a little bit yeah well, well like coach oh. will cast token spell and uh get Ponza's robes looking nice and clean to make it look like we didn't have them go down in a fight. <laughs> and then, yeah, if anyone else needs any alterations to their outfit, let me know. I'm happy to help out before we make our way up there. Maroni, would you like to upgrade to a mercenary? Uh, do you think I could pull it off? Do you think you can pull it off? They look down at themselves. The answer is yes. Yeah, let's do it. 
Yes, there you go. <laughs> so they put on one of these outfits and then put on their new hat. Oh, okay. wonderful. <laughs> wonderful dress code. <laughs> nice. No oh, one will do you, ever know. Do you think it's like going to be like dangerous up there? Do you think this might like happen again if you're calling up like a good friend because you're such a good friend? We really appreciate <laughs> You're so disingenuous. So dirty feeling. <laughs> you know, since you have a very valid reason to go up and they look over at pawns through like nearly closed eyes, I'll call up to the uh, communications tower and see if we can't get some access. This may take a few minutes. Would it take 10 minutes? Good, we need to rest anyway. It will take exactly 10 minutes. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> Lovely. Does anyone want to go with her make sure she's not saying anything? That's, I, mean, I will because I don't need to rest. So I can just make sure she doesn't say anything. Uh, like, shoot these guys and they come outside or anything. Sure, oh, she yeah, you can absolutely do that. Even she with the charm person, we should do that. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so, um, go for it. I'll, I'll go. I'll say go. 10 minute rest. Ten minute rest, baby. So they head over to the console very nearby, the one they're hiding behind, in fact, and you see them start punching up some things. And it seems like this console, well, usually used for the elevator, which has a gigantic door nearby, can also apparently make emergency calls up to the roof. So she's on a call and you just hear like, we just need to get some permission for them while you guys are resting. <laughs> Corrine is her name? Corrine? Yeah, Corrine Volk. Okay, so let me know when everyone's got their rest in. Yeah, that, that puts us at one more healing, like empowered healing from pawns, and then I can't risk another one. That's, that's fair. That's everybody accounted for except for my Ronnie and Taye. Oh, yeah. and I spent a resolve point, so I get an extra five hit points oh. because of my regenerative blood. Cool. During the rest, Sol kind of sits back and leans against a wall, and they can't shake what happened in the elevator. And so, just unable to keep poking at the thing, they are going to close their eyes and drop into meditation again and try and feel if they can align their sidereal influence again. Okay. So are you going off by yourself? Are you sitting near people? You're just against a wall somewhere? Yeah, I think they kind of, I don't know if that big blue thing along the wall is a good place to lean against it, if not kind of over between Taye and Whisker. Like, they're not especially trying to hide because they're used to kind of doing this in public anyway. It takes a minute. Sure. Yeah, the big blue thing was a barrier. So if you tried to lean against that, you'd be falling about 50 stories. Oh, no, um, I'd like to not do that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So you sit down and you close your eyes. And as you do, you feel a pervasive warmth that spreads across your body. And you see a single star in a vast darkness and the golden light plays over you. Where once there was a black hole is now a vacant void. You stare mm. towards the star. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> you watch as it bubbles and burns through space. You see sun flares leap from its structure and scrape the night. One of the flares burns bright and fast, drifting far beyond the others, and it cascades through space. And then in an instant, it bursts. Its tail illuminates for a moment the husk of a blackened, burnt-out world 
that it's plummeted into, then there's nothing. And just as your attention returns to the star, a new flame catches your attention. A fire brimming from the depths of a cold husk. It burns through the crust of the planet in raging cracks, pulling forth a blue, pale flame, and it erupts in a brilliant blaze as the planet is consumed. And as if time is accelerating, you watch it grow and grow and grow until it rivals the size of the other star. You feel in your very essence that because of the changes in your life, the influences of those around you, the feelings that you've been hiding away for so long, now bursting under the pressure, that your place in the universe has shifted. There is now no place for Graviton in your future. <gasps> that cycle is broken. You are forever <gasps> altered as a flow of information from the universe itself seeps in through the cracks. A connection to those around you begins to blossom, growing in once dead soil. You feel them. You understand them. You feel what it takes to survive in this universe, not alone, but while pulling along the strings of fate that connect all. And you watch as the two stars orbit one another in a slow dance. And as you open your eyes above you, the glow of your moat, this little golden star, it spins as it usually does in its orbit until you catch a blue flare that breaks loose and strikes out. And in an instant, a second cerulean moat glides opposite of the first. What? That's so cool. Ah. Two moats? Two moats? Soul. As you have changed, so too have your powers and abilities. Once per long rest, you can synchronize with this second moat and connect to it and to others to speed up your attunement. So what that means is in combat, once per long rest, you can use this to make it so you don't have to wait three rounds to use your Solarian ability. You can what? drop it down to two. Nice. That's, That's cool. What? That's real cool. Lovely. That was awesome. Uh, that was <laughs> so right. cool. That was so freaking cool. Yeah, so oh, Soul like snaps back to with these two modes orbiting their head and their eyes are fiery, gold in the Scalaria with just this hint of uh, an iris, so it's almost like sunspots. And they look shaken, and you hear them like breathing unsteadily, but there is a wide smile on their face, and their eyes are wide as they're just breathing unsteadily and like calming themselves. Oh, Sol, you look different. Uh, what is... What's that blue thing? She that wasn't there before. No, she... Oh, can we see it all the time? Yeah, it floats around Soul's yeah. head. One broke off. Now there are two lights orbiting Soul. Oh, nice. 5e exits low power mode and assesses Soul. You appear to be mildly hyperventilating. Do you require breathing assistance? No, no, thank you. I uh, was a little unsure about some things, but she's not. <laughs> she's not left me. She's not pulling away. We're fine. Fine. Is, is ocular plate 
traces the trails left behind by the two moats and says, Yes, changes, apparently. Fascinating. And yes, mechanically, Soul has gone broken cycle photon. Oh, so cool. <laughs> they have lost awesome. bluff as a class skill and now have culture as a class skill. Hmm. Awesome. I'll have to look into what that fully entails. That's right, amazing. So while you guys are looking <sighs> over Soul, Ivy, you had mentioned hyperventilation. And, you know, as Soul begins to calm mm -hmm. down, you realize that you're still hearing it. And then you look over and you see Taie seems to be scrambling around the place where they had been hiding during the fight. And they're crawling on top of the boxes. They seem to be digging through them and they appear to be looking for something. He can't find the friendship bracelet. I'm so mean. It's so mean. Cooper is face palming and Cooper should be. Cooper looks so ashamed. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. And you just hear them mumbling like, no, it's going to be around here somewhere. Come on. Oh, no. So he walks over to Taye and says, can I assist you in searching for something? His eyes go wide as he gets closer. He's like, uh, Pawns had given me this nice friendship bracelet and somehow within the past 10 minutes, I lost it. Quick, help me look for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it will be alright don't worry about it I'll see if I can craft another one with your description they'll never be any okay. wiser okay honestly I am like close to tears right now because that's so <laughs> sad Adam and in, me in person oh like gosh. that's so sad and I don't think the pawns would care 5e yeah. runs an internal computation Looks over at Pons and rolls <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. with a 30. Oh man. 30. Pons is wearing right. them both. <laughs> <laughs> One on each wrist. Put a real deception at him. Uh, uh, bluff. Yeah, bluff if you if want you to roll it. bluff, if you're trying to hide it, that is. I. Pons is just not really aware of what it entails to give a person a friendship bracelet other than the mechanical reasons of doing it. So he's kind of like, well, mechanical reasons, it's over. I'll take it back. And then just didn't want to, like, you know, feel like he was. Uh, he didn't give Tai a reason why he gave him the bracelet. So he didn't want to have to deal so with. So is Pons not even that. hiding that they've taken it off and they're just like, what? What's your problem? Not. Yeah, he did, because he slide a handed Yes, the and wrist. that's the reason why I think I will have you do a bluff, is because you sneakily took it back. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with the check there. <laughs> that was a 23. Oof. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this will make Cooper the person feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F five he walks over <laughs> It's like having a conversation with your kid when they steal something from another kid. Pons, did you take Taye's friendship bracelets? Taye seems to have taken the loss of a certain personal trinket rather personally. Pons kind of looks at 5e, looks down at his, I suppose, their feet, and kind of floats over very carefully to Taye and attempts to kind of drop the friendship bracelet behind him. Oh my god. Wow. Slide uh, of hand. Slide of hand. You monster. Um, I am so sad that Soul is like 
probably like so messed up that they can't see this. They're not paying attention to this because, oh, the shade they would throw. I don't know why I feel like being Jiminy Cricket about this, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a 17. <laughs> so I had them roll perception against this, and that was an 18 on the dice. Oh, no. <laughs> do they have a negative two to perception? Oh. Well, I'm going to roll sense oh, motive goodness. real quick against the one that you had done earlier. Because you're still trying to bluff this. <laughs> okay. So, Tai pulls their head up out of these boxes and shakes off, and they look over at you just as it hits the ground. <laughs> and they look down at it and up at you, and then they jump off the box and scramble over us. Oh, you found it! I mean, um, I, I appear to have um, dropped the friendship bracelet that you gave me. I'm real sorry. <laughs> Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna we're gonna oh. bring Tai with us and Ponce can stay here. That was so mean. I think the it's a look adorable. of regret on Cooper's yeah, face so. right now. Like Cooper looks like he's an actual fame. I'm sorry, Cooper. It's so good. And Pons looks at him. Well, no, I actually I I took it back. Here you go. And he continues to drop his head. <laughs> so for contemplative, they just float like downwards a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, but he gave it back to him? Basically, Pond said, yes, I took it. And then said, here you ah. go. And okay, okay. <laughs> felt shame. Uh, so you put it in their hand and... They look down at it, and they look back up at you as you slowly float away. And there's this kind of look of confusion for a moment. And then they just kind of tilt their head and sit down on one of the boxes. I don't oh, really man. say anything. They just kind of try to figure out exactly how to feel at the moment. Oh, oh my god. Can we cut mending on his heart? <laughs> God. Yeah, but it takes ten minutes, and you guys gotta go. <laughs> I I just have to say this because I haven't played a character quite this selfish ever. Maybe one, but not really. I feel so bad. <laughs> where is it? Where did it? you feel? Where is it? I think it's funny. I think it is humorous. But as like a person, I was yeah. like. This probably is what Pons would do, and I don't like it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is why Dude, I can't I play video games on, like, the evil side. I always yeah. play the good side because I can't handle yeah. the consequences of my actions. Because well, it's this always, was... like, kill these puppies, or I will do whatever will be most helpful for all people of the land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's yeah no sorry, much. that's also killing the puppies, though. I do like playing evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you know feed, feed all the hungry in a year, or kill these puppies and feed them tomorrow. It's like, oh, wow. Well, uh. Yeah, this is some real Witcher 3 stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, later the puppies come back as ravenous wolves and eat an entire town, you know? <laughs> it's just me going, told you, yeah. see? <laughs> Adam, I'm, I'm going, I feel so bad for Tae. I'm going yeah. to use some of my ion tape, and I'm going to make a little friendship bracelet for Tae. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, 
I'm gonna go up and be like. Should we all give Tai yeah, friendship basis each? You, you can be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire session is just everyone talking about the friendship right. bracelets they made while Pawn sits in a corner and watches. <laughs> this whole conversation uh, happened very close to Soul, right? And they weren't being sneaky about uh-huh. it. So Soul's just seeing Tai kind of be down. He's like, he's not really had many friends, so don't take it personally. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just the first contemplative that I ever known and they gave me a thing and now they want it back and did I do something? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. No, you saved I us? I only had like 10 minutes with this thing or less. <laughs> so how much psychic damage are we taking from this entire scenario? <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm taking psychic damage right now. Yeah. Pawn's <laughs> casting mind thrust on the whole party. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cooper. (laughs) If it's... I'm sure it's not comfort, actually, but I don't think it was about you. But trust me, you've been a great help. You've been very kind to us, and we do appreciate you. Agreed. Don't know that we always express it well. I have noticed a startling uptick in our success quotient since you joined our group. Sorry about lighting you on fire, by the way. I explode sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, I... I'm not surprised by that one. You got you got that what thing that about mean? you, but <laughs> <laughs> you're very powerful. And if I was going to fight you, I would give up. But <laughs> I appreciate uh, you guys saying all this. Um, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I mean, uh, I, I wish we should probably yeah, they got like little bits of tears in their eyes. We should probably get going. Go, um, I'll, I'll uh, pull that, back that scrapbook that I've been using in the last few episodes and start writing a note for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Soul kind of looks at 5e as there's tears in his eyes, like, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> I could attempt to, but I feel that my time and energy would be better spent on ensuring our survival. That's fair. We'll all do friendship bracelets later on. We can... We need to get moving. Yes, the matter is settled. I will add it to the ship's schedule. Everyone gets it on their little personal calm. Two hours friendship bracelet making. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Let's let's get this going. And as this <laughs> is happening, it sounds like the middle manager is finishing up. So Myrani is heading over that way. And as they walk past Haye, they take the hat off and just drop it on their head. Nice. And give them their hat. It's way too big for <laughs> Taye's head. <laughs> It looks adorable, though. Nice. The little gas mask goggles peeking underneath. <laughs> we have to head southeast to the ship or to the craft. Southeast or southwest? Ahem. Ahem. Southwest. Sorry. It sounds like the middle manager is trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you, Koto. Uh, yeah, Koto kind of goes over there. Yes. Uh, it seems after uh, some initial resistance, uh, they have decided to grant some access for a vehicle to travel up and land on their uh, landing pad up near the control tower. Yeah, I knew that you wouldn't let us down. Of course, it is my job to facilitate those who come through and have often more power than me. Is that a heart under tie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's someone drew a little heart under Ty. It does look like a little heart. <laughs> okay. A little bloody heart. I think Koto will like then turn to ev- the rest of the group and say, okay, like if, if everyone's ready, then I think we can start making our way up there. But we are going to need to make sure that we play this right. We play it smart. 
Uh, Whisker, did you say that you wanted to bring the car up there? And Corrine, if you, um, do you know how to operate one of these vehicles? Why don't you go ahead and give me a diplomacy check? Uh, I could do that. Uh, it's a 25. I don't think I've ever used one of those vehicles directly, but I could perhaps figure it out. Wonderful. Whisker, is everything set to go on that on that car? I know that you were over there for a while. I think so. As long as we have access to get up above. I think uh, Kota will then like hold her hand out in like a welcoming gesture in order for Karain to take it and said, well, if uh, you'd like to lead the way. Oh, of course. But I do believe, and they look over at Sol, that a selfie was on the table. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want to like break a promise, right? Uh Koto just is like, um, okay. That sounds great. Anybody have a camera? Like through gritted teeth. <laughs> oh, Anybody I have down a camera? their pockets. I appear to have lost my phone. Oh no, that's like terrible. Oh, well, you know, you, you don't have you don't have a camera. Um, I, I can't take as soon as we get up there and you're able to get one. Oh, I'm Koto, happy to I have a camera right here. Actually, I found one in the other. <laughs> Scriff, Scriff made one for you on the train right here. Um, I am uh, happy to help. Oh, uh, yes. And she like looks over and shoots whisker like daggers. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the one that Scriff made. Thanks, Whisker. Soul just has the most eating grin <laughs> uh, okay okay perfect okay and then uh with pawns being the pawns well, with the pawns with pawns being the, the closest pawns. person <laughs> the pawns the pawns jukeboxes and everything <laughs> the pawns the pawnsiest that <laughs> goes to like brush his brain and just goes like uh, <laughs> stop <laughs> No, but I think we talked about having brain hairs before, so they slick all of those back. Okay, so um, so Kota will give the uh, comm unit that Scriff made her and give it to Pons and say, would you mind doing the honors of taking this selfie? Hoping that Pons will somehow f*** it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Pons kind of looks at it like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. And then kind of floats almost like... He's laying on his belly, uh, like writing in a journal to take the photo. It's uh, just slightly below head height. To and, and I don't, I don't have to roll to take a photo, do I? <laughs> no. All right, I'll snap a couple shots. Karain reaches over and locks their arm with Koto since that it had been offered, and they smile. Click, click, click. It's one of those like uh, smiles where like she is like Koto is smiling, but it's one of those things where it's like eh, like her eyes are screaming. Like if you told a robot to smile, like what it would do. Yeah, only a mouth is smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put on a hat. If you go ahead and face. print that out for me, I'll just keep. I'll just hang on to that. Print out. Yeah, we have a, we just got a printer light around. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got like Wi-Fi. Got I mean, I would right? love to receive it on my phone, but I can't find it. Kodo's going to have to make two friendship bracelets. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. This is fine. Yeah. So um, with that, with that all taken care of, uh, go ahead and lead the way. Absolutely. So Karain walks over to the last remaining not on fire vehicle and goes ahead and climbs in the pilot seat. All of you obviously are following with. I doubt anyone's staying behind. So you guys climb into this vehicle and I will tell you that as you climb in, you kind of have to cram 
to get everybody in here because there's a lot of you. So it's a tight fit, but it's doable. And while inside the cabin, you all have the squeezing condition, meaning you're entangled. And uh, until other people disembark, that condition will remain. I will also say that the turret is operational. If you <laughs> decided to go up there and just start firing. Yeah, uh, can Koto just like be on top and like mount, like manning the turret? Yeah, just absolutely. Tuck those wings in. <laughs> just get sucked out of the car. The other thing too is I could go up there, 5E e could go up there with Koto and Magboot. Mm-hmm. And we'd have two gunners. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. Yeah, definitely. Security Not droid. Suspicious. Security <laughs> robot. Security droid, exactly. You're the hood ornament. <laughs> so would like to call the backseat with my Ronnie, if possible. Okay, yeah, you sit in the backseat with my Ronnie and Taye and some of Whisker and <laughs> everybody's crammed in. Whiskers tiny. I can sit in the middle seat. I love that Soul's like, Ronnie, and sits, and then Whiskers like, I'm tiny, sits between. <laughs> sits <laughs> on Soul's lap. <sighs> I mean, you are adorable. That's fair. I know. So like, yeah, Soul will wait until we take off, but as we're going, we'll kind of look over at Myronnie and say, did very well, by the way, if you've not taken the action you did. I mean, I don't know what would happen, but I don't think it would have been good. So thank you. Oh, oh, you mean uh, in in the fight? Yeah. Um, thanks. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It was terrifying. The horror. <laughs> they kind of look at my Ronnie over a second and then say, you're aware that fear isn't a bad thing, right? Uh, well... I mean, I probably could have helped if I wasn't hiding from that giant robot. Soul is going to kind of look him over and then glance towards, you know, maybe they could see 5e's feet mag-booted to the back of the car and say, I am glad to see you're taking after 5e in this respect because not everyone should just charge headlong at things like I do. Fear is survival. It's self-preservation. You shouldn't be upset that you feel fear. You just have to learn how to deal with it. Preferably don't do it like I do. It's not smart unless you're me. I was about 50% sure you weren't going to say fear is the mind killer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't meme that hard. <laughs> well, watching all of you fight against that gigantic robot, I guess I have some good role models in that regards. So, like, flinches physically. You are <laughs> clearly so clever. I thought for certain by now you'd figured out. I should not be a role model. If anything, I'm a cautionary tale. Whisker just kind of looks straight back <laughs> since I'm sitting in your lab, just like yeah. tilts their head straight back and be like, it's never too late to change, soul. <laughs> just pat pats the head because what else do you do? <laughs> Pats the head, holds the mouth. <laughs> Just slowly put Whisker underneath the seat. <laughs> slowly moves them out the window. Amazing. Whisker is now a carry-on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... As you two say that, Myrani looks away and says, Yeah, I just meant against, like, fear and stuff. Yeah, whatever. That's fair. 
You do know that I am scared all the time, right? And that makes it all the more important that you can still move. I'm not saying what I do is right. I trained myself to charge at the things that scare me. Well, I guess I'll just have to find my own version. I'll dodge behind boxes and then maybe shoot from there and then decide if I want to charge in. I think that's very wise. Thank you again. You should talk to Koto. Koto can maybe give you some combat tips. I'd be happy to do some sparring with you. She kind of like cracks her knuckles. Shouts in from the roof. Yeah, like (laughs) everyone's going to hear this unless they're literally a car ornament. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe once we get through all this, that'd be that'd be cool or whatever. Such a teen. (laughs) What a teenager. But yeah, let's uh, let's just, you know, deal with and I just kind of look out the window. Yes, are we there yet? As the salve rises through the burnt haze, you parallel the ascending lines of the towers of Akaton. Their imposing presence swings in and out of the whirling storm. Sand peppers the vehicles as winds sway the transport in an arc that's almost calming. Though the higher you rise, the more eerie it becomes as dark shapes protrude from the skyscraper against the storm. You see metal poles jutting out from jagged foundations, only to realize that they are the promised defense guns of the upper levels, pulking monsters with one drive. Some of them move, screeching against the winds, tracking your transport before moving away, groaning as they return to their slumber. With a jarring suddenness, you pierce above the upper levels of the storm, It will be swept under again soon, but for now, there's a breathtakingly clear blue sky looking down on an endless swirling field of ruby. On the horizon looms a sweeping storm crawling towards the buildings, looking to reclaim its prize. Lines cake the building where storms usually peak, but it seems the sands have begun to climb ever higher into once untouched levels. On the tower you just tracked with, you see a gleaming chamber perched atop. With blue-tinted transparent aluminum walls, it takes the shape of the head of a mace. One lone landing pad protrudes from its base, while four gargantuan turrets encircle the core. You swing down towards the pad while the gun barrels follow. No bullets tear through your chassis, but still the guns track as you alight upon the pearlescent platform. It sits suspended above a 4,000-foot drop to the ground below, and a short walkway leads to a large interlaced armored door. As you land over the directional comms, you hear, Get inside so we can get on with this. We'll need you to be getting back to the ground to help sort this mess. And the huge white doors open slowly, as you guys land upon the platform. And we'll see you guys in the next chapter of the Emergency Power Podcast! Friendship bracelets for everyone! (laughs) We're so close. Uh, Breaking paths and friendships. (laughs) When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song Triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. 
Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com as well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonix by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins. <laughs>